Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am your co-host, Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Furtherstone Ministries, the other co-host. And we are the collectively the hosts of this show called Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men, by men. We talk about things from a man's perspective. We talk to the guys. We know the ladies listen, and that is okay, and we are thankful for that. But we're, we talk to the guys primarily. We talk about all kinds of different topics and things, and um, we would thank you for listening. Hopefully, you're listening on purpose. But if you're listening on accident, that's great, too. We'll, we'll have you. And uh, you can go to all of our past shows. You go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. But as we tape this show, it is the second show of November, and I love November. I have multiple reasons to love November. Two of my, well, first off, I was married in November. I have two children born in November. And uh, November is a food month. I love to eat. <laughs> and food is a big deal in November because of Thanksgiving, right? I read that 46 million thank- turkeys will be eaten on Thanksgiving. Gobbled up. Right. That's just that day. So uh, Thanksgiving is uh, upon us. And uh, I love Thanksgiving, uh, not just because of food. Uh, but we are today talking about uh, not the holiday of Thanksgiving, but the lifestyle of Thanksgiving and not just doing it one day or a month a year, but how do we live a whole life of Thanksgiving? I'm with you, Chad. I love uh, Thanksgiving season and the whole month of November. And so uh, we're going to talk about gratitude and Thanksgiving. And it's awesome to have Bob Russell back with us and Matthew Sleeth. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Good to be here. It's, um, you know, so you guys are the grateful, thankful experts. Okay. So (laughs) I'm glad we went (laughs) out. It's, it's awesome to have you guys, uh, and so we just want to say thanks for coming back uh, on the show and uh, sharing your hearts. So, you know, when we think of uh, gratitude, when we think of thanksgiving and uh, having a heart of, of uh, gratefulness, uh, Matthew, you, you, you made a point before the show even started um, about something that's in the Bible and that's not in the Bible. Well, this, this is actually... Uh, I'd, I'd grabbed Nave's topical Bible because I knew I was going to be on here with Bob, and he knows this thing. He knows the entire Bible right, backwards right. and forwards. <laughs> He's got it memorized. <laughs> He's got it memorized, yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, man, i got to keep up with him. So this is, this is an old school, you know, how you look up a topic in the Bible. And I looked under gratitude, and I looked under grateful in, in this Nave's, and they're, they're what, they weren't there. And then uh, what I found was thankful and thankfulness is where everything's listed. And even in the difference in those terms, we can be grateful for something but not go anywhere with that. But when we're thankful, uh, we naturally say thank you, I think, to the Lord or to the people that we were thankful for. So um, it's it's there under thankfulness. Well, when, when I think of being thankful and I, I think having a heart of thankfulness, Many times, I mean, it's a command in the Bible, right? Isn't that right, Bob? Yeah, over and over again, we're told to be thankful. Jiche uh, Chesterton, well, it's early in the morning. I can't talk. <laughs> he once said that Thanksgiving is the mother of all virtues. And if we have thankful hearts, it's easier to be f- expressed love, joy, peace, all the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, over and over again, we're told not just to be thankful, but to avoid grumbling and complaining. You know, one of the things that happened to the children of Israel in the wilderness 
was they, they lost their thankful spirits. Or in murmuring. They forgot they forgot about what it was like to be a slave. They forgot about seeing the dramatic parting of the Red Sea. They forgot about the manna. And all they did was mumble and complain because they did not have thankful hearts. Or in Romans, the first chapter, when it talks about the spiraling down of uh, the culture, it says uh, they, they, they no longer had thankful hearts. And uh, when we recognize what we have and how good God has been, that's the mother of all virtues. From that springs humility and joy and appreciation for what God has given. You know, uh, I heard one preacher say that um, having a, uh, a maybe a grumbling spirit and not a grateful heart and having thankfulness is kind of a junior varsity sin. Um, we kind of look at it that way. But what you're saying is it's, it's really, we, 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 when we start out right with a thankful heart, everything trickles down. Yeah, I, I think when we talk about giving praise, whether it's in worship or in our, in our personal prayer, uh, that should be first, that, that we come to God and we say, I am so blessed. You know, and I, I think as you age in Christ, the gratitude ought to be a, just a natural expression of every day. And I am 74 years old, but I can go up and down stairs without my knees hurting. And so a lot of times I just say, Lord, I'm, I'm so thankful for the healthy body that I have that I see some of my peers that are not blessed that way. And I think you start looking around and seeing how many ways that you are blessed, even in what other people would think are little things or insignificant things. Uh, you got a lot to be thankful for. You know, how, how do we... I mean, most most of us who are listening, we don't wake up in the morning going, "Okay, how can I murmur and whine and complain today?" But we can kind of fall into that, um, maybe not a full blown pattern, but we we can kind of trickle down into that. How how do we move? How do we catch ourselves? First of all, you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> I I know that. Uh, at that period of time when I was becoming a Christian, this is about 15 years ago, I was not a grateful person at all. I was <laughs> pretty much the opposite. And uh, I, um, I was cynical because I think ingratitude and cynicism go together just like gratitude and, and uh, uh, praise and thankfulness, that sort of thing, generosity. And... Uh, and I think what it was was I felt this entitlement to some life that that I hadn't had or or wasn't happening, um, and so there was this gap between expectations and reality. Uh, and I think that so often we're looking out and we're we're seeing people that have more than we do, or they they seem to have more power, bigger ministry, house, you name it, run faster, etc. And we're and and we and we look at that and we say, well, I'm not grateful, you know, because I'm not there. Um, and what what I did, I had to actually do an exercise uh, when I was a new Christian. I started writing down every day something I was grateful for, mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> it wasn't actually easy to begin <laughs> with. And and eventually, um, the things I was that gratitude journal morphed into a miracle journal and and it nothing had changed in reality it was my mindset i was now capable of seeing god at work because of 
the thankfulness that that he taught me through that exercise and uh so i I, i've been on both sides of this coin now i don't keep a gratitude journal anymore because it takes all day to fill the thing out (laughs) (laughs) you know matthew you've touched on to me two things that are the primary enemies of gratitude Uh, one is unrealistic expectations if we expect everything to be perfect every day we're never going to be grateful and I think many of us have such a uh, privileged upbringing. We've been protected from hurts and pain, and we focus on the 1% that's negative and forget the 99% that's positive because our expectations are, are so high. Uh, I've got a grandson who went out for football, and his freshman year, he, he got in a game. He was so happy he got in a game. And now he's a part-time starter, and he complained the other day, I, I, I only got in on eight plays today. You know, it's just your, your expectations are d- directly responsible for whether you're happy or not. And the other thing that he touched on was unfair comparisons. I mean, we, we think that we're supposed to be just as rich, just as effective. Our kids are supposed to be just as smart as somebody across the street. And we're comparing ourselves with other people. And as a result, but the Bible says, when they compare themselves by themselves and with themselves, they're not wise. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to learn to bloom where you're planted, to be grateful for what God has given and have realistic expectations and to get up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. How, you know, Matthew, I mean, you were an ER doctor. You, you, you write and you talk about, um, I mean, your house now is what, what the size of your garage? Uh, well, is, is that right? We live in a townhouse now. I don't, I don't know how it compares, but we, <laughs> we did become downwardly mobile for a period of time. And, uh, and, and I thought that was a, a, a great hardship or something. Now I'm like, oh, we just, we have so many blessings. It's not that our lifestyle has increased. It's that my understanding of how, how much the Lord has done for us. How, how, has, has increased. Well, how did, um, and, and we'll, we'll take a break here in just a second, but I want to just ask this question and we're going to unpack it when we get back. I mean, here you are, an ER doctor, you got this mansion of a house, you got everything going for you, um, you got a great wife, you got great kids. Um, and I, you're not, I didn't think so at the time. <laughs> 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 and you weren't grateful. If there'd been eBay, I would have put them on then, <laughs> but I don't think it existed yet. It was just starting. I, I, I want to talk with you guys personally. How do you how do you navigate so that you're you, you you don't compare because we can slip into that so easy and we can have expectations that are completely kind of unrealistic. And how do we continue to move towards an attitude of praise and thanksgiving? So we're going to take a break and we'll be back shortly with Bob and Matthew to talk about how do we navigate through the cynical world and have a thankful spirit on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell, that's Kurt Souter, and we are here with uh, Bob Russell and Matthew Sleeth, and we're talking about giving thanks, and we are thankful for our sponsors of our show, Carol Rogers Carpet One, Ellen and Credit Union, and Bright Star Home Care. All of those folks partner with us, and we hope you will partner with them. So we want to thank you uh, for listening, and thank you to our sponsors as well. Matthew, you talk about uh, when you were... Uh, practicing in medicine and you, you you had all you had it all but you weren't grateful 
Well, it, it, I guess it's a little bit more complicated because when I was doing that, I wasn't a Christian. And so in reality, I had nothing. And I believe that there's probably somebody listening to this right now who does, according to the world's standards, have everything. But if you don't have Christ, you have nothing. So I, I have to put that out there. Uh, it's just, it's not the material things. It's, it's not the wife and kids or whatever. Uh, the gratitude for me really came from knowing Christ. And uh, that, that's, that's number one on the list. Uh, and we're told that, seek ye first, kingdom of heaven. That's the number one priority. So how long did it take you? you okay, you became a Christian. How long did it take you to move towards a great gratitude and a thankful heart? Longer than I'd like to. <laughs> it didn't come instantly. It, it did not come instantly. I was um, well into my Christian uh, career and uh, still very ungrateful. And it takes, and, and as an encouragement to people who have a recent um, in, in their knowledge of the Lord and their confession of that and that sort of thing, it takes a while for God to remake you, uh, to get the clay wet and to be able to work with it. I was like cement. <laughs> you know, I was in my mid-late uh, 40s, and uh, I'd really built up a lot of entitlements and that sort of thing. So it, it took a while, um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a process that you work with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Even the Apostle Paul said, I've yeah. learned to be content. Right. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not something that comes naturally to us. Um, a gratefulness doesn't come come naturally, I don't think. I think uh, feelings of entitlement uh, come naturally to us in our fallen state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so we work with the Holy Spirit to, uh, to advance our, our gratefulness and our thankfulness. And then we begin to see more. Of the, like I said, the, the gratitude for me morphed into miracles. Then you really begin to see the Lord at work. Um, that that takes a period uh, uh, for me at least my experience was that uh, took a few years bob when you when you became a christian as a young younger you, you were a lot younger than matthew how long did it take you to to move towards a grateful heart well i i think again that's a process over a period of time you're, you're grateful by degrees and uh I, since i grew up fairly poor little things would make a, a, a big difference. Uh, if you have a, a, a meager Christmas when you're little and then Christmas gets bigger and bigger, it's easier to be grateful. It's a lot tougher if you're like the Apostle Paul and you start out with riches and a name and high ambitions and then you give all that up and consider them garbage for the sake of Christ, then to be able to say, uh, I consider the things of the world to be garbage in comparison with knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And this is what Matthew's talking about, that you can have everything in the world, but if you don't have Christ, then, then you're not going to be grateful. But I, I, I looked up this passage in Romans when we took a break, and I want to read it to you. It says, verse 21, Romans 1, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. The reason we get depressed or discouraged, even in the Christian life, is because this uh, spirit of thanksgiving has, has, has been lost. And the, the way to get back and to pick up your spirits is to do what Matthew was talking about. Hey, I, I've, I've got a list of things here to, to be grateful for. There's an old hymn that we used to sing about, count your many blessings, name them one by one. And 
that's the, the, way, the, the way back is to say, hey, things aren't perfect for me, and I may not have it as good as somebody else, but these are the things that I'm grateful for, and it begins to lift our spirits. You know, I, I, I have an example of this uh, from when I managed the emergency department, and I had uh, two, two docs that worked for me. And uh, one of them uh, would come to work and complain bitterly about the nurses, the patients, the administration, <laughs> you, you name it. And the other was, was like, I can't believe I get paid to, to do this work here. Great patients, great nurses, great docs and everything. The amazing thing was they both worked in the same department. Here's the even more amazing thing. They both lived in the same neighborhood. As a matter of fact, they both lived in the same house. <laughs> they were husband and wife. <laughs> and, and, and one of them really That's had funny. a grateful attitude and the other did not. And so it had nothing to do with the circumstances per se. It had to do with their perception and, you know, that's why Jesus is giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. It has to do with our perception. Um, are, we, are we seeing these things? You said something about uh, Garbage Bomb, and it, it reminded me there's a, uh, there's a documentary. I don't normally do this, go to pop culture or whatever. There's a documentary, I think it came out in 2010, called Wasteland. And as far as I know, it's one of the few things on Rotten Tomatoes. They rank at 100 and I think 90, and I can't remember which is which, which is the audience, which is the experts. It's called Wasteland, and it's a documentary about garbage pickers that work on the largest dump in the world outside of Rio de Janeiro. You can't fathom what it smells like on a dump. You know, when I was a kid, actually, I went with my dad and picked stuff off the dump. We were, Bob was saying, modest circumstances. Can you outdo that one, brother? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 he lived in a garbage heap. <laughs> yeah, but it's what she doesn't come across on film, but I know because I've been there, it's just the smell and the the sound of those um, uh, dozers and everything. And they're, and they're interviewing the people. They turn the camera on this one woman, and she's just almost, she starts crying. She says, I am so thankful to God that I have this job and that I'm not a prostitute. And something about that just is like punches you. You realize she's literally living on a dump and she's praising the Lord. That is one of the things that brings gratitude to me is to go on mission trips to third world countries and to see how little some of the Christians there have and how grateful they are and how they worship and how much joy is coming out of there. And I am humbled and I say, I have so much more. and. Uh, when I come back from mission trips, I'm always glad to get home, but I think, wow, ice cubes, air conditioning, uh, several articles of clothing in my in, in this huge house. But, but I have to go to the third world country to compare what other people don't have before I'm as grateful as I should be. Bob, you talk about many times we, we want to compare up. And we, we really struggle to, to compare down. Yeah, I, th I think one of the ways to develop a grateful spirit is to go serve people who have less. It's not wrong to look at people who have more and, and to aspire to improve. But I think the source of gratitude many times is to go to, go to a rehab center and pray with somebody who has no legs. And you walk out saying, man, I can walk. I am... Or you, you go to a funeral home 
and uh, try to console parents who have lost a teenage child. Then you go home, your kids who, who aren't perfect, you hug them, say, I'm so grateful you're alive. Or just go read a book about the persecution of Christians in, in some predominantly Muslim country. And then you go to church on Sunday morning, and you know what? You say, I, we're, we're so free. I'm able to worship here. And you don't complain so much about the music. It, to, to minister to people who have less increases our spirit of gratitude. Mm, that's good stuff. Matthew, in the break, you, you talked about Jesus right before his crucifixion, and he does something. Yeah. You, on, uh, I'll, I'll just read this out of 1 Corinthians uh, uh <clears throat> this is Paul speaking. Um, the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. He broke it and said, "This is my body, which is for you." So, the Lord is knows what's coming up. <clears throat> this is the worst night of his life, um, and and Christ is going to be betrayed, which probably hurt as much as. Um, the fact that he knew that he was going to be crucified for something he hadn't done. Um, if 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 you've ever been in business or you've been betrayed, there's mm. there's just nothing that stabs you. And and this is somebody that he has spent years with, giving to, loving, that sort of thing. I think we just gloss over that. Um, but he he's betrayed here, and he he gave th- he gave thanks. That's how he began that. Um, and so it's it's not just it's it's giving thanks. Um, when and being thankful when we uh, apparently don't have anything, but he still had the connection to the Father here, um, and and that's what we see when we go to the third world and other countries. We see people who are thankful, um, and they don't have the things necessarily that we do, mm. um, but they're still thankful. So, um, so we can learn from our Lord the worst night ever. All the sins of all the people of all time are going to be laid on him. And he's still giving thanks uh, that he's been given this mission. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. You know, the Bible talks about giving thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. Because there are some circumstances that you're not grateful for. If you uh, are... uh, uh, member of that church in Texas, and every, so many members of your family are killed, you're not grateful for those circumstances. But I think in the middle of those circumstances, we can still give thanks and say, I'm sure thankful this life is not the end. I'm, I'm sure thankful that in Christ we have salvation. I'm thankful for the years that we were able to be together. And you're going to be grieving, you're going to be hurting, you're going to be suffering. But in those circumstances, you can still say, these are the things that I'm, I'm grateful for in Christ. Bob, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this next segment, but we need to take a break. We'll be back shortly on the third segment of Solid Steps Radio. 